Welcome to the OmniTalk Spotlight Series Grocery Shop Edition, sponsored by 1010 Data. You can't deliver on tomorrow's omnichannel demands with yesterday's insights. So why plan your business this way? 1010 Data empowers retailers and brands to drive more successful outcomes in today's demanding marketplace by leveraging alternative data and retail analytics solutions to identify and plan for what's next. Visit 1010data.com or arrange a meeting at Grocery Shop Spring Meetup for more information. Today, as part of our ongoing Spotlight series, we are pleased to bring you an exciting update on the future of in-store robotics with Badger Technologies and Ultraviolet Devices Incorporated, or as we like to call it here at Omnitalk, UBBI for short. Joining us are Tim Rowland, the CEO of Badger Technologies, and Peter Vilos, the CEO of UBBI. Tim and Peter, welcome to the program today. Thanks for having us. Yeah, I'm excited. Tim, this is this is not our first rodeo. We've done this a few times. We've done it on stage at NRF. I think, gosh, when it was Retail X last year, we did some things too. But and loyal loyal listeners will remember, you know, one of the first podcasts we did, which I think was I think it was like January of 2020, right before oh. the pandemic broke out. Yeah. <laughs> it was a while ago now. Yeah. Um, but maybe for those listening for the first time, uh, you know, ex- talk a little bit about who you are and and, and what Badger Technologies is. Good, good. Thank you. And it's uh, great to kind of have the band back together. So this it is. Good. And uh, so, uh, you know, a quick version of Badger, uh, you know, a couple of us long history with uh, IBM and Lexmark and several other companies that service the retail and grocery industry. And uh, we started thinking about ways to uh, help grocers kind of know what's going on in the store, specifically grocery and other retailers, and uh, began a project that culminated in a small startup. And this is one of those classic deals of starting in a basement with 12 engineers trying to figure out what to do. And uh, we had a lot of good feedback from uh, some early customers that uh, we asked the question, you know, if you could look into your stores, you know, what would you like to look at? You know, what would you like to know about? And uh, so we kind of adopted this deal of uh, providing visibility into these store locations. And uh, at the time, you know, a lot of good things were happening in computer vision and, you know, self-driving cars and LIDAR and all the cool stuff you want to put on your resume. And uh, the, the technology just kind of culminated in robots running around stores, looking at shelf conditions and floor safety. And, uh, you know, the company started to get some momentum. And uh, we had a parent a company at the time, Jabil, that actually uh, acquired us. Uh, the team's grown to about 100 of us now. And, uh, you know, clicking along pretty good. Got a couple key customers. But, uh, again, hold true to that vision. You know, how can we help you look into your stores? And Peter, what about you? Give us a little bit of your background. Yeah, so I'm the third generation business owner of UVDI, which long form is Ultraviolet Devices Incorporated. And we are, as the name implies, all about UV disinfection. Um, I don't know in in this space how many people would be familiar with UVC, but it is a... uh, Assume not many, Peter. Yeah, let's let's hit that up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's getting more attention. It's become yeah, a bit of a hot category because it's a disinfectant, right? So you think COVID, how do we remove it? You need a disinfectant. And so this disinfectant's done through a light wave. So 254 nanometer light wave is produced from these specialty lamps. And when a pathogen sees that uh, UV light, it disrupts its DNA. It stops it from being able to replicate. So we use the term killing it, but that's a simplistic term for what we really are inactivating it. Okay. And so now you've got this powerful light-based disinfectant that's chemical free and uh, can cover a broad area if it's applied properly, right? So 
Um, we go back three generations. My grandfather started the business in the late 40s, trying to commercialize UVC, one okay. of the pioneers. And uh, he really focused on water disinfection. A lot of the cities around the world use UV as their primary source of water disinfection, huh. hmm. moving away from chemical. And, um, and then we started focusing about 20 years ago, trying to go additionally to HVAC. Right, so now let's go up into the air system. Okay. So we've got building occupants. Can we disinfect the airstream? Can we bring a big value there? And then about 10 years ago, we braved a path into surface disinfection, right? So now we're gonna be in a room on a mobile robotic platform. It's not autonomous, but it's mobile. And we're gonna go into hospitals. Okay. So now we're gonna go into an operating room, a patient room, so Chris, if you have the misfortune of having you know, an infection in the hospital, right. they treated you and you got discharged. The next person, if Tim's coming into your room, they have a 200% more likely uh, chance of acquiring the infection that you left the hospital with, even when they clean the room. Hmm. Why is that? Because <laughs> the nature of cleaning a room with chemicals, these guys, the, the cleaning services hospitals, they are like frontline workers, right? They've got my okay. undying respect. These guys are amazing guys and girls. But if you get in there and I need to wet down every surface in a room with a chemical and I need a wet contact time, you're just not going to get everywhere. So there was this really powerful study a few years ago that showed even under best conditions, we only get half of the bad bugs out of a hospital room when it's being terminally clean between one infectious patient and then the next patient, right? We come in at step two, not to disrupt that workflow, but just be an additive cleaner. Okay. And we can get that 50% level all the way up to 99 and greater, right? Within just a few minutes. So there's a real value add of UV disinfection for surfaces. And those have been kind of our two lanes where HVAC for indoor air quality and then healthcare. And, um, you know, we've had a lot of success in them. We become, uh, you know, pretty pretty much an industry leader in, in especially in the healthcare and HVAC industries. Uh -huh. um, and so when Tim came to us last year with this idea of maybe considering a new vertical, a new space, we thought, ah, there might be something really to this, right? Might be something there. Okay, well, let's get to that. And so to do that, let's back, let's go, let's go back to Tim a second. Let's back, I want to back up a little bit too. And and make sure because I want to hear how that genesis started. So I think to do that right, Tim, you you've had a few. We've talked about this before in the program, but you've had some large scale implementations at Stop and Shop and Giant. Take the audience through, if you will, like where those, how those started, where those have been, and then how things have evolved, and and, and how you and Peter came to have this kind of Good. meeting of the minds that there's something yeah. to this whole thing. Perfect. So uh, you know, I mentioned just trying to stay tight with the customer demand. You know, I. I don't like uh, undirected engineering, right? Let's find a real, per, you know, solvable problem that can help the retailer. So, you know, Ahold came to us and said it's floor inspection. So you guys are going to smell the theme here, but it's it's safety in the uh, environment and in the form of uh, trip and slip hazards that uh, we can detect from the floors. And uh, so we uh, solved that problem, if you will, and they rolled us out to the two brands you mentioned, Stop and Shop and the Giant Company. That's 500 and some robots that have been running around uh, doing their thing uh, really uh, 10 hours a day for two years. So uh, is that you know, a lot of, is now two years. Yeah, 
Yeah, and I, I love the stat now. We've made it to the moon and back as far as uh, miles logged by a robot. So uh, I don't know, just kind of fun to think about. Oh, that's good. So, I might use that's that. Amazing. So you, you, you solve the problem of, you know, floor safety. And uh, then, you know, the, the, the first reason we were asked to, you know, the first thing we were asked to go solve was shelf conditions. Well, we solved the floor thing and then we focused on, hey, let's look at the shelves, look for out of stock. Mm-hmm. Uh, price mismatches. Well, maybe the display's not set up the way it should and provide that feedback. Well, you know, quickly you're seeing, okay, this notion of a dual purpose robot, you know, what else can this uh, thing do in the store? And, you know, we kind of branched out. So uh, now it's the natural progression. You know, some of our customers are doing one thing, they're doing two things. Uh, Well, now what else can I do with this navigation base? Uh, Peter mentioned the notion of autonomous. Well, we kind of solved the autonomous thing. This thing can run around, it can navigate around people and structures and, you know, stay inside and all that kind of stuff. Well, the natural progression is what else can I do with this mechanism? And, uh, you know, we, we, we kind of searched the world and landed on, we think the best in the industry, it's UVDI. So, uh, you know, this notion of disinfecting is not going to go away. You know, the pandemic hit us like, you know, turn the world upside down, but uh, we're all now sensitive to these surfaces have to be cleansed and where else but retail, right? I mean, it's mm-hmm. the collection of all the humans in a small place. We've got to do something. Right. Well, Tim, tell us a little bit about how it works. I mean, I know that the the shelf scanning robots are usually running alongside uh, the the aisles. Is it that same kind of plan or are there other spaces that this is getting into? Yeah. So I think that's the starting point. Uh, you know, the, the, the level of the technology at this point, uh, these lights, uh, when they're on, we don't want any people around. You know, this is a uh, very high intensity lights that uh, okay. right now, uh, you know, they need to be run in a dark store, you know. So after the store okay. closes, uh, you know, our robot would come out. There's lights on at least two sides now. We'll probably have them all the way around here in the near future. And it's running up and down the pathway that the humans would do. And we get close to the surfaces or go through the checkout register or get near the cart corral. Uh, but any of these surfaces uh, that are exposed to these pathogens uh, we're going to kind of blast them with these lights and it'll run for, you know, several hours and cover the whole store, go charge some batteries, maybe do it again if needed. Nice. Nice. I want to talk. Okay. I want to talk more about that, but okay. Hold on. Wait, back up for a second though. Cause I do want to understand how did this meeting of the minds happen? Like, are you guys like at it? Did you go out and did you go out and search and find Peter? Were you guys at like a club together and you just started talking <laughs> about this, like two engineering kind of nerds yeah. would do like, how did that happen first? Well, I, you know, Peter, you're going to tell your side too. So uh, it wasn't technology e-harmony. We didn't do anything like that. But, uh, you know, the, the, the part was, was we, we were looking for experts, you know, so I, I hope it's a, a sober approach when we knew what we were good at, uh, what we were not good at or experienced at was the science. So we need somebody that had the science and the experience, knew how to navigate through certifications and health concerns and all that. And, Again, we went down the list, there weren't many, and then we kind of uh, interviewed the various groups. And uh, two things happened with uh, UBDI and Peter and his team. Uh, It was a match technology-wise. They had the science, they had the experience, they had expertise in the track record, but they also had the culture that matched. You know, and anytime you're gonna join forces, you better work culturally together. And even though these guys live in California, we can deal with them. So. I'd say, you know, we've had a great time getting to know each other and, and, it, and it just connects, you know, be very transparent. What can you do? What can we do? What's the right answer? Let's focus on the customer. 
And Peter, what was your, Peter, what was your impression when Tim comes and asks you, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm thinking about doing that. We're hearing this, but this might be a need out in the marketplace. What, what, what were your first thoughts as he came? Yeah. Uh, I thought it was really exciting and really interesting at first. We've been looking at robotic and uh, autonomous UV disinfection. And we think it's a, it's a really emerging space right now. It's actually getting a lot of attention, a lot of entrance, uh, some big, a lot of small. Okay. And um, so as we stared at it, uh, I always looked at it a little bit like the, the EV market for the, all the uh, electrified cars, right? It's super exciting. I'm a big mm -hmm. fan. Everyone's trying to perfect the car right now. But what you really need, if you don't have a mature charging network, you're going to have a lot more frustration than success, right? And so when we were looking at uh, partnering with robotics companies, in my mind, I was always thinking, but what about not the charging network, but the monitoring, the support, the service? Who's actually doing this? To go from a VINCAP startup-based sort of experiment, that's fine. You may even get an okay device, but how is it going to work globally, be maintained, monitored, and supported, right? All the software, all the, uh, the engine behind it. And when we learned, and I did some uh, fast and furious you know, Google searching and realized that Badger uh, and Jabel had this great track record of 500 deployments, monitoring these devices globally, uh, all of a sudden, really, the lights turned from yellow to green in my mind. Like they're real. This is where we sort of get that one plus one can equal three because we're we're taking two already industry leading aspects and combining them, and we're sort of the first ones to do that, right? So, uh, I think they called us in the middle of this thing, sort of. I forget what month it was. Uh, March or, or at some point, and we just sort of did that. Do we fit, right? Is there right. that cultural connection? We're never going to meet physically, but we're going to engineer <laughs> something extremely uh, brave. And it's just been uh, a total blast. And I think a really, I, I echo Tim's words, it's been really successful. Culturally, our engineers all speak uh, sort of on the same sheet of music pretty naturally. And uh, we think we're, we're just getting started. It's going to go really well. Peter, I think it's so smart too, from just from the customer side of this, just understanding your background, having done this in hospitals and then taking this into, you know, food safety. I'm curious, Tim, what's the response been from customers of the stop and shop and giant uh, locations um, from just having this as an added security and safety measure for them? Yeah. <clears throat> you know, I think the, the, the first one word I would give is intrigued. Uh, you know, I think they're, again, the world was turned upside down. What do I do? And, you know, retailers scrambled, grocery stores. I mean, how am I going to handle this? I've got a, a very nervous uh, customer base. I've got, uh, you know, governmental regulations at the local level and state level. Uh, you know, so this intrigue is, wow, this, this could be something big is kind of the reaction we're getting. So, sure. you know, and, and, and you know, dipping their toe in the water, you know, come let us test a few things. Uh, how would this really work in my environment? Uh, that's the mode we're in. And that's why we want to kind of get the word out there because, you know, we're, we're, we're in uncharted territory, really, right? I mean, that's been the watchword for 2020. So uh, how are we going to solve this together? What's the partnership? Uh, you know, UVDI and Badger are partnered, but honestly, we're going to partner with our customers. And you know what, what level of cleansing do you want? Do you want us doing back rooms? Do you want us doing buggy areas and floral departments? You know, let's find the, the right balance that gives you the ability to message to your customers, 
come shop where it's safer. And uh, you don't have to worry while you're here because we're doing due diligence. And, you know, I'm very encouraged by that because, you know, in a crisis, what do we do best, right? We band together and try to solve the problem. So I feel like in a way that's what we're doing with uh, our multiple customers. That's fantastic. And and how do you think that this is going to kind of play out for the rest of the year? This has obviously been well received, but um, what does that mean in terms of how you two might continue to partner together throughout the rest of 2021? Yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, right ahead of us, we're going to be doing a, t- a test in a local store. Uh, one of these uh, kind of, uh, what would you say, early adopters or, you know, technology experimenters are saying, hey, bring this thing in here. I know this will solve some of my problems. So we'll be in testing right away. I imagine, you know, a couple pilots uh, later in the year. Uh, you know, I'm really hoping we're going to see something live in production, you know, within a 12 to 18 month period where we've got, you know, ways to learn. And again, we'll, we'll evolve from that and uh, learn, you know, how effective is it? How long can we do this every night? You know, where else would we want to do this? Uh, again, I'm I'm in, I'm encouraged by, or at least uh, excited about. Uh, we don't know what the future of this is going to look like, but we're on to something here. So, and I, I think um, the the it reminds me a little bit of the hospital startup, the hospital uh, path that we went down. In the beginning, it was a lot of skepticism. It was a lot of that sounds interesting. It was a few outliers that would adopt. Uh, but what we did is we kept uh, trying to bring the audience, the hospital, which are the, you know, the, the scientists, the epidemiologists, the IPs, the infection preventionists, bringing them more and more uh, proof, right? So we would bring them third-party accredited validation from, from the top labs. And then we had several uh, leading hospitals do you know, year-long or two-year-long studies to prove that we could actually reduce their infection rate as a mm-hmm. hospital attributable to this device. And then they would publish those in the leading journals, right? So we went from uh, a good idea to a lot of proof to convincing gold standard proof. And now 10 years later, we're in uh, 1100 hospitals around in 25 countries, about 2,200 of our robots are being deployed. There's a lot of other companies also being successful and it's become a little bit of a standard of care, a little bit of a pretty common practice in a relatively short amount of time. I don't think it's exactly the same in retail, but we're going to go from it's a good idea. We're going to do further study. We're going to, UVDI is going to help bring you know some really good proof and research from from laboratory kind of data perspectives. And um, I think then we get those testimonials going right. You start finding out that. Uh, you know, I love all the uh, the retail places where I go and my family goes, but I leave every time, you know, I'm conditioned. I don't touch anything. <laughs> my hands go straight to the alcohol because I know we've been a really shared environment, like more intensive right. than anywhere else in my neighborhood. Right. And if I had that guarantee that they're sort of starting their business day fresh every day with a clean environment, right, that it's really been sanitized in a way that's unique and, and value add. I think, uh, I think there's a lot, of, a, a lot of road in front of us for this. Yeah, Peter, I mean, that's a real, I think that's a really compelling point. I'm glad you brought that up because my mind was going there anyway, based on what you and Tim had been saying. I mean, you brought up the point before about, which I, wanna, I just wanna reiterate, because I think it's important about, you know, wanting to work with, with Badger technology and Jable just because of, of the history 
and the ability to service product through, throughout the world, you know, in a very confident way, which I think is a part that often gets lost in the whole startup and technology discussion. Right. And so I think the other thing that was interesting, what you said, like to, that I'd love for, to get your further thoughts on is you talked about the history at hospitals. Like what are things that maybe retail executives listening to this interview right now from your experience could learn from the experience of the hospital executives as they were going through that 10 year process? Like what are things that, retail executives should be doing if they're interested in this idea to bring it about successfully? Like what's the right mindset and approach? Yeah, I think we found, um, you know, they really had to be in touch with, is there an, in an evidence-based world of healthcare, right? Yeah. To pass that gate. So there is that gate, but then it really came down to how adoptable is it? How much can this actually integrate into the workflow of an extremely busy, at times almost chaotic hospital, right? You, you imagine what we've even been hearing about this last year. Well, it's generally always a little chaotic in a hospital. They're busy. Things need to turn on a dime. There's no time to add anything that's not extraordinarily value added. It goes out, right? There's right. no justifying it. And so I think the uh, adoption level of it's easy. In our sense, we're in the middle of the night. Tim talked about a dark store. It doesn't have to be lights down dark. It needs to be emptied out, right? And we'll carry sensors on our device that will stop it from working in the presence of people because UVC has mm. got to be operated in the absence of people. Okay. Um, and so I think it's just, it's follow the evidence, how easy is it to adopt? And then gauging, you know, it's amazing how many customers now in hospitals will not go into a hospital if they're not guaranteed it's been UV disinfected. People really? come in asking for it. When my mom was recently in the ICU and was, was sick, they use our devices at our local hospital for every discharge from every ICU. No patient goes in without that room being really, really powerfully cleaned, right? With this automated disinfection. And I wouldn't have wanted my mom in there without it, right? So there is, when, when the executives start realizing that they're at some point, when people realize what you're offering, there's going to be a pull for it. I really believe there will be sort of a, a little bit of a groundswell of enthusiasm or, or determination. If you can clean my store that deeply, why wouldn't you, right? Mm -hmm. So maybe those are, it's a different, different path, but I think there's going to be some similarities to it. Mm -hmm. Well, especially when it's, it's something that you can add on to an existing mechanism that's already going through the store. And I think that's what's so brilliant about the two of you coming together is that it's just enhancing the capabilities of something that the, the retailers have already invested in and are seeing a return on that investment from. Yeah. yeah. And, and that, that's actually the question. Maybe we close on that, I think too. And maybe Tim, maybe you bring us home on this one, but like put this in context with the other implementations you've done, because I think, you know, in past conversations we've had, we've talked about, you know, say, say floor monitoring, right? Like that's a job that just probably wasn't getting done to the degree that it needed to get done. And so robots are a natural fit there. But the topic that always comes up to is, is the, you know, the kind of the human side of the robot implementation that, that must be a different context here too, because that's not a job that people necessarily want to do when you're talking about disinfecting a store place that in the proper context. How should we think about that? Yeah. <clears throat> you know, I've heard uh, one author write, uh, you know, where's the best spot for automation in retail? And 
you know, he rattles off what he calls the four Ds, uh, doing the difficult task, the dull one, the dangerous one. Uh, what's the other one? The dirty one, right? Uh, that, that's where it fits, where here we are, right? I mean, this, this is somewhere between dangerous and, you know, dull, but, you know, this is where automation makes sense. You know, you don't really want a human around here for safety reasons. You know, most of the time to do this, you'd be in a hazmat suit or something, you know, spraying things. Uh, you want it done consistently. I mean, to do the alternative, it's very expensive. And to imagine you can go from that once a quarter to doing this thing every night. And wouldn't you love to have a sticker on your front door disinfected, you know, like the hotel guys are doing for your room. I mean, uh, it just seems like such a perfect spot. And, you know, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're certainly not displacing any labor. We're just taking something they could not do and allowing them to do it on a consistent basis. And just then imagine, you know, we're going to be collecting data as well. You know, how well was this disinfected? This, did this area get touched? Uh, again, mm. just a perfect spot for an automaton to collect data, right? And, and, uh, and give some confidence to the retailer they pass on to their customers. Yeah, yeah, right, right. You can watch this over time. That's interesting. It's, yeah, so so basically, what you're saying it's a dirty job, and and, and somebody's got to do it. And and yeah. why not? Why not? It be a robot. Which yeah. hey, that's what we do on this show. It's a dirty job, but we try to get to the root of of technology that matters in the future of retail. And this is Absolutely. definitely that. Um, well, hey, fascinating discussion. I think there's a lot of meat on these bones, and this is going to be really interesting to watch as pandemic plays out, the rest of the year plays out people want to learn more about it or talk to you guys more about it, like what's the best way to get in touch with you guys? Yeah, for us, you know, hit our website, uh, info at Badger Technologies, and uh, we'll respond right away and uh, follow up on any questions. And for us, it's uh, uvbi.com is a one-stop shop for, you learn about it. We do a lot of education, obviously a lot of value add on being able to contact us appropriately for HVAC all the indoor air quality stuff, which is removing COVID from the airstream is, is a concern, as well as all of the, uh, the healthcare and now retail space, yeah, so. Yeah, that, yeah, that's great. Now, I, I learned a ton, Peter, especially thanks to you. I'm first time talking to you, Tim, always a pleasure. I know we always love, you know, sitting down with you too, but yeah, learned a ton from this discussion too, which is a core reason why we do this show. So thanks again, gentlemen. Again, Tim Rowland, CEO of Badger Technologies, and Peter Velos, the CEO of UVDI. To everyone listening out there, it's never more important than it is right now. Be careful out there.